Right, at the very beginning. It, it who was, was the recipient of that resentment? Like, who was that directed towards? I don't think it was directed. It wasn't directed towards anybody. It was just my own feelings of, how do I cope with this? How do I get over the fact? How do I get over this jealous type of feeling of, man, I wish I had more time to even spend with my own kids. I wish when I came home my kids on could a lunch be there. break, it yeah. could be my kids. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. The topic is Matt and Penny. The topic is Matt and Penny. Up next. Yeah. For 500. Matt and Penny. Matt and that's Penny. what I was just going to say. <laughs> Jeopardy. <laughs> oh, so during this time, too, when Matt and I first got married, Penny and Sarah shared a room and they had bunk beds. Sarah's on top, Penny's on the bottom. And Penny, I mean, all of our kids on some level, struggled to adjust like it's just an adjustment to have new people in your house and it's a lot new routines new routines and penny you know she hadn't lived in that house so it was even new creaky old house new creaky old house she woke up a lot during the night and would be crying um it's like one time like her night terror phase yes yes and that's why is because i think it was just all of the change and she Matt, this always, Matt was convinced she was awake too, which made me laugh. And I'm like, and I had to convince him one night. I remember finally convincing you she's not awake. But she would sit up. She would would open her eyes. She would talk. She would engage. But she was not awake. She was loopy and weird and had this like really like scary look. And I had never experienced Uh -uh. this. No, so I told Matt one With anybody. I'm like, come up here with me and I'll, I'll prove to you she's not awake. I'm like, you have to put her on the toilet. You have to take her. And make her go to the bathroom to snap her out of it because, and like to get her to Which, calm down. even to this day is like so weird. Because Matt couldn't, <laughs> Matt was like trying to reason with her in this state. And I'm like, it's not going to work. And you'd get like frustrated with her. Yeah, I couldn't do it. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. You need to just take her because it wakes her up like cold on your butt. And, you know, it's just something that wakes you up. <laughs> And I remember taking you upstairs one night and sitting around the toilet and she like calmed down and snapped out of it. And there was one night too that we went up and she was in the corner of the closet with her head hung down, bawling in the corner. It was like a horror movie. It 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 was was so so creepy and like scary. The way her, like her, she does that thing with her mouth. Yeah. She'd like kind of grind her teeth. It was just like a horror movie. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) And she had it for years. Yeah. It's been a long time since she's had anything yeah. like that, at least in my house. No, but. not the crying and stuff. She doesn't usually oh, do that. that. Usually she wakes frame. up now. <laughs> but there were just things like that that you could tell the kids were adjusting. And it just took some time to everybody get their groove. And I still feel like, you know, that's always changing. There's yeah. always something new. Yeah, as soon always... as everyone adjusts, something changes. <laughs> yes. But I remember one one day Penny coming to me and she was sad. And she's itty-bitty. And I said, honey, what's wrong? And she said, well, Matt comes in at night and tells good night, but he never tells me good night anymore. And I knew that was you like processing stuff. 
I remember Penny and I having this conversation of, okay, Penny. Well, I couldn't reason with her when she's in her bed. (laughs) (laughs) I said, here's what you need to do. And I said, when you can't change what Matt's doing. Like, we can't change that. I said, but what you can change is how you, what you do. So I said, if Matt leaves the room without telling you goodnight, you have permission to get out of bed and go find him and tell him goodnight. Give him a hug and tell him goodnight. If you want to say, I love you, whatever you want to say, because she also yeah. brought that up. And I'm like, you go tell him. And she's like, okay. She's like all nervous about it. I'm like, Penny, if you start doing this, eventually Matt's going to, he'll get it. Yeah. And not that. You'll train the guy. <laughs> but it's, I mean, sometimes it's just the recognition of like. <laughs> this is a, it's the, this is a big life lesson. It is like, a it big is. life lesson. And that's why. Nothing I, bothers me more than when someone like is like, oh, you didn't say hi to me. And I'm like, bitch, you didn't say hi to me either. <laughs> yeah. Like, saw you out last night, but didn't say hi. I'm just like, if you want someone to say hi to you, say hi to them. Like, yes. And it's just, you know, if somebody's not showing up in your life the way you want them to show up, but you want to keep a relationship with them, start making efforts to change how that works. And whether it changes or not, but you can at least engage how you want to engage. And that's kind of someone else to initiate. And I wasn't going to make this like tell her, oh, well, Matt's a. Like I could have gone the route Fill of a blank. Yeah. Matt's just being a jerk and na 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 or whatever. And I said, you know what? This is hard for all of us. Just go tell him goodnight. Do you remember Matt this time frame? Do you remember saying goodnight to not Penny? Not on purpose. Yeah, and that's the thing is I didn't think it was an intentional thing or no. anything. I think so it was, was just it? you were overwhelmed. I was well, honestly, like me and my kids we had our bedtime routine. Yeah. We do the same thing for years. Yeah. And I wasn't in a routine yet. Mm. Like it wasn't. And we tried, we have tried numerous times throughout the years to try and come up with a routine that works for everybody. And this is something I have accepted. And I think so many people would benefit from accepting faster. As well. If it doesn't work, just do it separate. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So like Matt puts so his kids now? Matt puts his kids to bed. He deals with all of that. I put Penny to bed and deal with all that. I always make sure Penny goes and says goodnight to Matt. Like that's one thing. And she usually does it on her own now or Matt will address it. But it's always something I just make sure happens just yeah. because I want her to understand, you know, you go tell Matt goodnight because he's significant and he's in our home and she usually takes as an opportunity to not go to bed till later. Yeah, she snuggle. She likes snuggling with him at night. <laughs> this is funny because I remember, and maybe I'm jumping ahead, cut me off if I am, but I remember how long it took Penny to be in the routine of saying goodbye to you, Matt, when I was coming to pick her up and she would say goodbye to mama, mm-hmm. to whoever. And then we were heading out the door and I'm like, go say, go say goodbye to Matt. Like she needed... Like to be prodded and pushed yeah. to do that. And I don't know. I'm sure it was all that... related. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff of, well, Matt's not saying goodnight to me. And so trying to find how she fits in and where her place is. And same with Matt. Same with all of us. Like nobody was in the wrong. It was just figuring out how that works. Yeah. And I was teaching Penny that if that's something she wanted, I will say she needed to act on one it. One of you is an adult and one of you is a three. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt. there is... I mean, there's validity to that too. Like yeah. the older you get, the more stuck in your ways that you right. get. 
and a child <laughs> is teachable. Yeah. Right. But and kudos, you're an old dog. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta learn new tricks. <laughs> but in that, like, what I want to point out there is that you made a point to yeah. show that Matt was important in that moment. That's huge. You could have just let it slide and it wouldn't have been a big deal, but it is a big deal. Like those little moments of showing respect to her stepdad, mm-hmm. she notices that. Like kids notice those things. And it's huge of saying, hey, you need to go go say goodbye to Matt, please. Go tell Matt goodnight. And she, I mean. And like, I think, it, and usually her response was just like, oh yeah. Like yeah. she just, it wasn't an intentional thing. She just right. forgot to do it. Well, and she was so excited to have Hank and Sarah around that that <laughs> was always her main focus. I mean, and pretty much always has been. She's so excited to have siblings and, you know. <laughs> so I think she often just got caught up and. Because they I would like that hug frame. and squish each other. And, I like, loved how stuff like often that. she would talk about her brother and sister. Oh, she all the time. She just loved to talk about her <laughs> brother and sister because now she had a brother and sister. <laughs> yeah. And everybody else has brothers and sisters and like all of her cousins, but she didn't. So I think that was a very like a pivotal moment for me in understanding how I wanted to make sure your guys' relationship developed because I wanted her to understand that she was that you were important and I think Steve very much recognized that and supported that as well of how to balance that out so yeah well the important thing is to recognize it came from both of you yeah Mm -hmm. and so that I mean I still I needed to be better at that but at the same time like the mentality that I have is and it's it's a terrible t- type of mentality, but it's it's this. It's like <laughs> I can try my hardest to make this reciprocate, right? Mm-hmm. Just for it to be torn down on the other side, yeah. and that really gets me down. Is like, I mean, but it doesn't mean that I quit trying, right? Are you saying with your kids and me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is a lot harder because explain it does... that a little bit for someone who I know what you mean, but someone might not who's listening. Explain the, it a little bit the further. The relationship with me is not supported like you support Penny's relationship with Matt. Yeah. Does that make sense? So Matt, your ex does not support. Your ex would never say to the kids, hey, you forgot to say bye to Jessica. Right. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah. And that is something we'll get more into. You're right. But it just isn't. It's not supported. And so I understand why it's harder for Matt to encourage that with his kids to engage with me. Mm. So, yeah. All right. We did get it in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some of that I, I'd never heard, right? Like yeah. I didn't I didn't know that that was some of the background. On... <laughs> why Penny? So Yeah. <laughs> I do feel like there's a lot more over the next probably two years along that topic oh, of, of course. Matt and Penny relationship. Yeah. And there's... We'll get to. Yeah. Yep. But I just remember her little three-year-old self crawling out of bed and going to find you. <laughs> and I told her, I said, listen, the thing I know is that if you go do this, Matt's going to, like, he's going to embrace it. Yeah. I knew, and I was confident in that. Otherwise, I don't know that I would have encouraged her to do it. But I was confident that if she put herself out there, you were going to let her in. And so that didn't scare me. Do you... <sighs> Remember, Matt, at this time frame, where was your mindset with your relationship with Penny? We know you very much were fighting off this thought of this is going to fail. This so that's, marriage isn't going to work. That's an it's awesome. A disaster with my ex. Like, what what were your thoughts regarding Penny? Did that's an awesome that question. Mentality? 
so here's here was my thoughts like at the very beginning of our marriage i soon recognized and it was really hard for me to work through personally because i recognized that i was going to be i was spending more time with penny with my stepdaughter now than i was spending with my own kids And that was, that was really hard for me to get over that resentment of really thinking about, okay, I'm, I'm, Penny is, is here at our home a lot more than my own kids are. And why was that? And that's still to this day true. Yeah, to this day, it is true. And, yeah. I've, and I've coped with it and I've dealt with it. Oh, I, yeah. And I'm totally Was it different arrangements or was it the fact that even on my days while I'm at work, Penny would be home? Exactly. That's what makes the difference. So even when it's my, so we're 50-50 as far as nights go, but even when it's my night, she is with you, Jessica, all day. Every day after school, basically, every day during the summer, during the day while you're at work. I mean, if you're working, I have her. Yeah. And that's, yeah. But Matt, even if he's working... And we have the kids. He's still working. Right. So I'm right, spending right. time with them, but he's not getting as much time. But even if, yeah, we just have Penny more. It's just what it comes down to. Right. And he worked weird hours. And yeah. so it was like he'd be home during the day sometimes. And so Penny's there. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so you said it was hard not to resent that. Resent. Right. At the very beginning, it, it who was. Who was the recipient of that resentment? Like, who was that directed towards? I don't think it was directed. It wasn't directed towards anybody. It was just my own feelings of, how do I cope with this? How do I get over the fact? How do I get over this jealous type of feeling of, man, I wish I had more time to even spend with my own kids. I wish when I came home my kids on could a lunch be there. break, yeah. it could be my kids. Or well. I wish when I come home, even when Penny's with you some nights, like I come home and she's still there and we have dinner. And then, you know, because sometimes uh, you have to work late and, and we totally get that. But or I'd be there eating dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so there, there was that, that feeling of, man, I wish I could have this kind of time with my own kids. Right. So, okay. yeah. So there are two. You just raise your hand, Jessica. No, yeah. I was going to say something, and then I wanted to make sure Matt finished. It distracted me to the point where I finished. Sorry. That was my scare. That's why I retracted my hand so quickly. Yeah, and then that scared me. <laughs> Was there something else you wanted to say? No, go ahead. <laughs> that, was so, a, that was a nice Jessica impression right there. <laughs> there are two points later on the timeline that I'm going to bring up now. And one of them was, so during this time you were working two jobs, which really did inhibit how much you saw your kids. Because you would work in the morning at Ship Zoom, and then you would come home for like two or three hours, and then you would go... To UPS. To UPS, which was prime time with the kids, especially during the school year, Mm -hmm. because usually we didn't get them until the evenings. And so then you're missing, you didn't go home until 7.30 or 8, and that's bedtime. And so that's when I really pushed for you to quit UPS and convinced you that we didn't need, basically it was for insurance, and convinced you we didn't need the insurance. Yeah, we haven't had it since. (laughs) We've had insurance occasionally, but most of the time we don't. You guys not have insurance right now? Yeah, we don't. <laughs> yeah, cool. We don't need to hear about it. Yeah. It's our decision. We had it last I'm year. I'm lecture you. I'm Sorry. talking about other people. <laughs> oh. You can edit that out. <laughs> I don't care. We had it last year and we don't this year. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we get catastrophic. Just depends. Yeah, when we're allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> insurance is weird. It is weird. But that really opened up the opportunity for you to spend more time with your kids. Right. And has 
ever since. Yep. I mean, at this point, you get to pick them up and drop them off at school. I mean, I have to help because they go to two different schools. But still, for the most part, that you get to do all those things. And you're home after that. You don't have to go back to work. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. And another point is I remember growing up and hearing about like a second marriage. And I don't know why I remember this. And maybe it's because I needed to remember it because I would be in this situation someday. But I'm pretty sure it was my mom talking about this lady in our ward. It was there. This couple had gotten, it was their second marriage. And they had, I think, seven kids between the two of them or something. So it was a, it was a lot. And how they then got divorced and her explaining that to me because the wife was jealous of the stepkids. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, who would be jealous of somebody else's kids? Like just totally, oh, that's appalling. I totally get that now. And not like you're saying like you were jealous of Penny, like that we got more time with Penny. Yeah. And having to work through that. And it wasn't that I was ever jealous of your kids specifically. I, and I have this written in my journals, was jealous or felt resentment because you were so free and affectionate with your kids yeah. and I was getting nothing. And so it was so hard to watch that side of you and not receive that side of you because I knew it was in you. Yeah. You're like, okay, he can be affectionate. He can yes. say, I love you. He can. I know he can do all these things, but I'm getting none of it. And so it was, I understand, I now have a greater appreciation and understanding of that. I'm sure there are people that are just jealous of the kids and that are jerks and whatever, but there is also this side of this that I can see how that could tear down a marriage. And also just time spent if someone, yeah, because someone could be jealous if they're not getting time and attention from their spouse because mm-hmm. the kids are getting it. Yeah. Kids tend to gobble up time and attention. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a lot to balance out there and to figure out. But I remember specifically some nights just watching you and Sarah specifically and just then going and crying because (laughs) I was so happy you had that relationship with your kids. So grateful. And that's one of the things I love and adore about you. But it was so hard to watch at the same time. I want to know if there's other people that are in that relate to Matt's side of this do we have listeners that, oh yeah i mean have we heard i've from, had people reach out i know you i don't i probably see a third of if that of the messages yeah probably a tenth <laughs> of the messages we get and really have much of an idea of who is reaching out to us but i are there people that like i would be so curious to hear other people's experiences that were in matt's shoes that were the husband in a second relationship trying to adjust to a relationship with a new wife and with stepkids and balance it out with their ex and their own kids. Well, and even a step back from that, we've had people reach out who it's their first marriage and relate to where Matt's at of struggling to figure that out. Or, or yeah, of that too, or someone who mm-hmm. suddenly felt, suddenly shut down once they got married and yeah. felt that. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm curious to... Yeah, we've had a few people reach out about that. I feel that. like all of a sudden we've reached a point in the podcast that this could be relatable to a whole new demographic. And it is. Yeah. So I think that's made me, and I think that's what life experience does, is makes you step back and check yourself in how you're judging people or how you're viewing other people's situations to be more understanding of, oh, crap, <laughs> I shouldn't have made that judgment. I shouldn't. Ha- I didn't have enough knowledge 
to judge where they were at. Well, and just see it from a different perspective, right? Yes. And that's what it, this is all about. And we can circle this right back around to what we were talking about earlier, right? Yeah. With everything that's going on in today's world right now, like look at it from a different perspective. Yeah. And how often is that the case? What you just said, Jessica, is yes. I don't have enough knowledge to judge them. That For probably applies sure. in nine out of 10, if not more scenarios. <laughs> oh, guaranteed. We never... It's worth keeping in mind. We rarely have enough knowledge to judge a situation. Yeah. To even understand the situation. Because it's not so. your movie. No, it's not your movie. <laughs> and honestly, I think that's why a lot of people tell me stuff and talk to me is because I very much try to leave any judgment at the door. I've got a recent example. I hired someone at work who shortly after that, we found out something that basically made it clear that she was lying to us about her work history and her experience and even her intentions. And I was ready to fire her from it after like two days of work. And I sat down with my department head who'd, who had really done the hiring and said, we cannot keep her on. Like knowing what we know from the last couple hours, we have got to let her go. I would not trust her. I would not entrust my hotel. So you said this to your department head? Yeah, saying when she gets in, we have to let her go. And this department head was like, I think there's got to be more to it than this. I really don't want to let her go. I still have a good feeling about her. Like there has to be some other explanation. And I'm like, what explanation could there possibly be that would explain this and allow her to still be employed here? But I said, but fine. We'll give her the chance. When she gets in, we'll ask her. We'll say, hey, this is what we've learned about you. Yeah. What's your what's, side? What's your side? And she had a side. We sat down and I asked her that question and she explained it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is a scenario I never even considered. And it makes perfect sense. And of course, we're going to keep you on. So I didn't have enough. I was sure. I was absolutely sure that we need to let her go. And after hearing her side of the story and getting all the information... We kept her on. It was, there was a, you know. Well, and it's just so important. Learning lesson for me. <laughs> yeah, it's just important to open yourself up to the idea that maybe there is another possibility and to listen to it. And I'm glad we've kept her. She's been great. Good. <laughs> Good. Who took my phone? It's you, you did. took your it's own right there. phone. Who put it there? <laughs> Matt. I threw don't, it down. Don't move my stuff. <laughs> Matt was looking at me okay. funny the other day at I breakfast. Time, so yeah. And so I... Goes, it's like Sarah. Matt's looking at me. He won't stop looking at me, <laughs> like little kids do. <laughs> she came in and scolded him, and then left. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Don't cross the divide line. <clears throat> yeah, don't cross that line. The imaginary line in the car on the car no, seat. They're not even imaginary. They're like usually it's a seam <laughs> in the seat. I know. But... That's why they sewed them in there, Jessica. <laughs> But sometimes that line... In the line back of a, of a Chevy Astro van. Is not centered. Or a Ford. What was Ford van? Windstar. Winds, no, it was pre-Windstar. Aerostar. Aerostar. Ford Aerostar. It had five <laughs> lines for sure. And they got crossed far too often. Captain chairs or no? No. That's it's, why we have captain chairs. chairs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Get captain chairs, man. Lifesaver. If you can. If you can. 
All right. So during (laughs) during this time too, I started doing body attack training. What? Body attack training, which was a workout. Body attack. Body body. (laughs) I can't even say it right again. (laughs) But it was a like a fitness instructor training. Yeah, I have a video of this. I think I'm sure you do. Yeah. Of me in the car. Yeah, practicing. basically in the car. In the car. Pra- body attack doing, like, in the car. Steve, let me explain. Burpees. <laughs> let me explain. Have you ever seen kids today doing trying to do TikTok, TikTok. in the car? <laughs> but like not really doing all the moves. Oh, like, yeah. Just like yes. like yeah. Penny does all the time, where she yeah. just does like okay, perfect. Takes a whole it. dance move and like shrinks it down to like just a hand. Well, Jessica was doing this way before TikTok was even a thing. <laughs> I'm just way ahead of the time. And so I got it on video of her doing her moves. <laughs> a very uh yeah <laughs> steve What's came to my actual recording i had to record oh, myself teaching class i forgot about that super stressed about it yes, and steve came to the training whoa yeah i didn't know that uh-huh. you knew that at the time maybe you just forgot i felt like one of those guys on the aerobics videos you probably looked like day, one you know they're yeah. like you know, they're in like a triangular shape behind James. Wearing Jane really Fonda. short shorts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like a, a glittery. I should have worn. <laughs> Singlet. A glittery. It would have been a leotard. And oh. some glitter on your face uh-huh. and like. But nobody like a saw big, you. a fake smile. You were just on. from behind. <laughs> I saw my butt then. I think it was interesting because I was. That was actually a pretty significant thing for me to learn about myself. I loved doing it. It was fun. But the, you were good at it. the thought at that point of having something scheduled every day, other than taking care of kids, making sure Matt was taken care of, completely overwhelmed me. Really? Yes. And that's why I never followed through with it. And even like on a volunteer basis or a paid basis, I just could not do it because I was so emotionally strung out that the idea of having something scheduled just was too much for me to handle. And so I let it go. And I've never wanted to go back, but that was really... I feel like it was still really good for you at the time. Oh, it was great. I think it was really good. Fitness has always been a major outlet for you. Yeah. And something to put I was glad I could do it. towards and see results from and get endorphins. I remember, I remember trying community. to upload this stupid video oh, so many times. It was awful. Because, <laughs> because either like the bandwidth wasn't big enough to take you All know, of it. the video... <laughs> To try and submit my video. I think we tried to approval. submit it like nine times. I think we did too. Like, this is ridiculous. And this is the other thing I should point out, that there are moments like this that also really helped me realize you cared about me. That's what I was just thinking. And that you were supportive. Because first of all... You spent an evening trying yeah. nine different times to upload yeah. this video for your <laughs> what's, what's, what's that saying of, hey, if you really want to find out what your potential spouse will uh, be like, you know... Unplug the internet. See how <laughs> what happens. See what happens. <laughs> how, they, how, how they react. react. Yeah, and Get I just angry. I yeah. just remember. First of all, you encouraged me to do it, and you supported me, even though it it cost a decent chunk of money, and we didn't have a ton of. I mean, we were fine, but it definitely was a stretch yeah. to be able to put the money towards that. And you just were very supportive of me putting in the time, and then you did help me a lot with making sure I could get the videos uploaded and all of those things. And so there were moments like that that definitely... Do you remember me ever saying or alluding to the fact that you didn't follow through with it? 
No. And we spent all of this money? No. Do you remember saying or alluding to that, Matt? No, not at all. And see, that was another thing. You never made me feel bad about stuff like that. I just made I'm you. Surprised because I just I just wrote you checks. Just wrote me checks. <laughs> Only when <laughs> it was absolutely necessary. But you have said in the past that you felt like Matt made comments that implied that he didn't think you contributed or that you were spending money. It was on only like one or two. And it was just in the, in reference to me. I remember specifically the one in reference to me of trading for the massages for sewing mm-hmm. because it was not benefiting the family. Like that trade in his eyes did not benefit. So why was this one not seen that way? Did you view this differently or was this progress in how you? I think he was just supporting and how yeah. I felt. Okay. Of like, I knew this was something she wanted to do, and I was like, "All right, do it. Try it out. See how Get it goes." Done. But there was, I never remember. How long did you spend doing it? Um, it a couple took months. A couple months to actually, like, you do the training, and then you have a certain amount of time to film it. And I waited until like the day before. Yeah. It was due to that was film. Stressful. It. it was stressful because that's how I roll. I don't anymore, but I did then. And I, I wrote in there too, like the last five or ten minutes got cut off of the video and I was super freaked out they weren't gonna accept it. But that. yeah, Matt never made me feel bad. And honestly, that's another thing. Kudos to Matt. There were lots of things like that that he never made me feel bad about. Like it, Areas where I might have beat myself up for not following through or not being good enough, he just was like, dude. Like I think about <laughs> – here's an example of this. One of my main jobs and one of the things I like to do was feed everybody. I really wanted to always make sure we had good meals and whatever. And Matt would always tell me, Jessica, it's okay if we eat grilled cheese every once in a while or if we just order pizza. Like just go get some pizza. And I always appreciated that, that he gave me that out. Have to be. It, you don't have to do this right now. Like if it's yeah. stressing you out, just go pick up some pizza from Papa Murphy's. Go do this other thing. And that's something that has been very good for me. And I really appreciate it. And I noticed that and recognized that at the beginning of our marriage. So there were things that I definitely, that that's why I stayed, is because there were things like this and situations like this that definitely, I knew you cared about me. And we're trying. I could see that you were under pressure. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't want you stressed out. So he wasn't all bad guys at all. <laughs> that is really bad. I mean, well, and thinking back, like even that time of me riding in the car, I obviously felt super comfortable looking like an idiot next to you because I looked ridiculous <laughs> recording that. Will you please show us? And please give us your routine. Dun, 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 dun. I don't remember it. <laughs> Pour Some Sugar nice, On Me though. was one of the songs. Pour Some Sugar On Me. And you had to do like the big jumps. Cool. I remember that. Do you know what? I don't know why this... I forgot that you had done that whole training. But you know what I do remember from that? What? Is the the community of amazing women that you built. Yes. In that process. Like when I went to do that recording with you, I loved seeing just all these confident, happy great women that were there doing this workout with you or other trainers or people that were so excited that yeah. you were doing your recording and so excited to support you and be there for you. And and you're still really good friends with those people. I love those ladies. And a lot of women that were super great to me. Like, oh, yeah. Totally welcomed me in and just like <laughs> acted like they knew me. And but it was it was really I just distinctly remember feeling very happy for you that you had found this great community of supportive women. Those women at the YMCA that taught those classes, man, they were so great. And that's why I ultimately did it is they were like, listen, 
you need to go do this training. You have the energy, you've got the personality. And that really was like a good confidence boost to Mm -hmm. me. Like, oh, cool. Like that was a big compliment. I could do this. I can do this. And them following through and checking on me and all those things. It was just, they were always like that. They were great. (laughs) And it's interesting too, because I remember sitting in the back of some of their classes on hard days and just laying on the mat at the end after we were doing our stretch, like when we were doing our stretching stuff and just crying. And they had no idea, but like that release of endorphins at the end of the class and just feeling so overwhelmed, but knowing even if they did see or whatever, I obviously felt safe in that place because I don't cry very easily <laughs> as I'm sitting here <laughs> choking, choking here. Yeah. Uh, nobody would ever believe that but I don't cry as much as my mom <laughs> <laughs> that's not saying much yes it is I to don't cry, cry that to much cry less than Kathy <laughs> but it was a very safe place for me and I still like I love those women that were there for me I love that you brought that up mm-hmm. it, and I'm sorry. I love the YMCA. They are such a wonderful community here in Boise. And I remember the day I dropped my membership from there. I was like like, super choked up about it, (laughs) like walking out. (laughs) Well, it's such a big deal. I thought Penny had had grown up there, you know. And And she loved it. She did love it. She loved going to Child Watch. It was like her favorite thing. Child Watch. To go to the little daycare at the Y. And of course, everyone loved her. And she just became like Boise famous everywhere I went. People would be stopping me. Like we'd uh, we'd go down to the farmers market, or whatever, and I'd see two or three people I knew, and Penny would see eight people she knew. Yeah, and she was three. <laughs> yep. And this is one of the things that, you know, we as women, and I don't know how men feel, but oftentimes we feel bad taking that time to go take care of ourselves, to catch that release. And I understand there are situations where kids aren't happy at child watch or they they struggle or whatever but i think it could be a selfish thing it could be it can also be a very healthy thing which it was very healthy and i think until you put yourself out there and try it and stop making excuses about it but go try it like give it a real try you don't know what you're going to get from that and i was glad that i felt confident enough to go put my kid there in child watch and go take two hours for myself almost every day to go at least an hour every day. It was good for you. It was, it was good, good for, for her. It was good for your relationship. It was good for Penny's and social skills. And the example that and... she sees of, oh, it's important to, to go take care of myself. And to stay healthy. To, to be healthy. To, to be yeah. healthy. And to take time for yourself and all of those things. There were a couple of days I just went and slept in the... correcting me there? Yes. <laughs> Did I use the wrong verbiage? Fit. <laughs> Fit is, I guess, fine. To be active. Let active. me rephrase that it's important to be active and to be healthy. I am very like stickler about what how I talk about working out and my body ever since I had Penny like from the day I had her because I do not want her to think that her body isn't perfect and the way her, it is or that her identity and her value is based on linked that. to her how she looks level of fitness or her yeah or, or her and even that or her why why do you yeah. feel so strongly about that cuz i mean our so much in the world tells us that we should look a certain way and that we should work out to lose weight. We should eat certain foods just so that we look a certain way. We should do all of these things because it's all about how we look. And if we look this way, then we're going to feel good about ourselves and we're going to, 
you know, people like us or whatever. There's just this messaging that comes from being young. And I just, I hate it. <laughs> and we all learn that from a young age. Like, yeah. yeah. And I've thought about this recently, and I really appreciate that you, when you have pointed out, Jessica, that there's things that I've said that probably send a wrong message unintentionally because, or like, you know, lately Penny's developing a lot of muscle and she's just getting this little form, this little body, you know, and you were like, stop it. Stop, stop telling it her how, like, stop commenting on her quads or her mm -hmm. biceps or her whatever. Like, And you can comment every once in a while or like tell her you're looking strong or things like that. But I just don't want it to become like something she feels focus. like. Yeah, well, a focus that she needs to have what that. What I thought in that conversation, Jessica, was what if when she turns 15, her body changes? And, yeah. Which is a fairly common thing as it's girls. going to happen. <laughs> get older. It's just, does anyone get older? Is there yeah. Body, I mean, Your body's going to change. I just don't want to be reinforcing things now that may not be permanent. Yeah. Right. There will be sense. a change. Yeah. It's going to change. Your body, especially as a woman, your body changes so much over time. And I'm going to throw this in there. And as a man. Yeah. yeah. Our bodies change. They just do. And so I you just... You sounded exactly like Jessica in the outro where she says that. <laughs> Things change. Our bodies I change. Do, I do oh. say that. <laughs> well, they do. It's true. Because your inflection sounded exactly like it. Yeah. But like, I'll so, admit that I have some yeah. like body issues. Like, I'm hard on myself sometimes about like today I was running with my shirt off and caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror and thought, oh my gosh, I have like jiggly man boobs. <laughs> They're gonna, everything's gonna jiggle on your body. It's supposed to jiggle. Yeah, but you know what my next thought was? I was like, shut the hell up. You ran 16 miles last week. Good job. <laughs> yeah. That's like, the thing. Way to who, stretch yourself Who cares up, what your man Steve? boobs look like if you ran 16 miles? <laughs> exactly. Who cares what they look like while you're running? That's the thing is, it's about being healthy and feeling good. If it... Being proud of yourself. Right. And being proud of yourself and feeling that reward of I just did something good for my body and for myself and that's huge and that's what I want her to focus on like when she's done swimming I'm like do you like you can tell she just feels good mm -hmm. and so I always try to help her continue to feel that she gets that high and she won't stop talking and it's, she's exactly like me yeah <laughs> and she gets on this kick where she's gonna set all these goals and but I just I listen to so many women berate themselves and talk about how horrible they look. And then, and it drives me insane. I just, I stop it. And if it's in front of my kid, I usually like either change the conversation or walk away or just make sure to make a point that, yeah, well, you look great. You just had a kid. This is about, you know, if you want to be healthier, I get that. But uh, I just, we and just. You've shut me down on comments about that I've I made have. about myself too. That yes. also, yeah. Jessica shuts me down a lot. <laughs> Usually it's, it's a good thing. Welcome to the club. <laughs> I'm not trying to shut you down. I just want. You recognize. Yes. The inadvertent consequences that could potentially come from something I'm when saying. You keep telling, I might be totally oblivious too. When you keep telling yourself that. It impacts you. If you and how many of us do that to our kids where the message we send to our kids is, I'm not, you know, all we, all they hear us say is, I need to lose weight. I need to diet. I need to go running. Yes. Oh, I'm so fat. Oh, I wish I, we are teaching our kids that the way we look right now is not good enough. And they are a part of and, us. Right. They are and an what if they look us. like us? What and if now, they end up looking yes. like us when they're that age? And they're, they're going to know. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. <laughs> 
No, it's so true. It's just we all it's need to so be true. much more conscious of what we say around. The other thing is, if it's coming out of your mouth, that means you're thinking it a hundred times mm, more in your yeah. head, yeah. and yeah. that's where the damage is done. Even more so is when you keep telling yourself. I'm not this, I'm not that, I should look better, I should be skinnier, I should, whatever. You're killing yourself. <laughs> you're killing your confidence, you're killing your happiness. And your kid is observing that. Your kid is observing that. Not only they observing, but absorbing. Absorbing, yes. Observing and absorbing. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so yeah, I've been very, I love working out. I love the feeling I get. I like, I try to eat healthy. I'm not super strict about it, but I enjoy food. And I just think it's important to teach our kids there's a balance to that and to understand that. <laughs> so yesterday I had a physical at the doctor's office and uh, <laughs> the nurse practitioner asked me, so what does your diet look like and what does your workout you know, schedule look like? And I basically said, well, I eat whatever my wife gives me <laughs> and I try to work out two or three times a week. And that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> like okay there you go but yeah i believe in having fun i believe you know not teaching that foods are horrible but you need to manage them you need to manage how much sugar you're taking in and stuff because you feel better and that's something like with penny not sleeping i told her i said penny listen part of this is you know no screens after dinner eat less sugar because it's when we've like eaten a ton of sugar and things are off kilter and you know, she's spending a ton of time on her phone. That's when things get bad for her. I'm like, if you do this consistently for a long time, it's going to help. She did awesome last night, by the way. That's what she told me. She was very proud. Did she tell you that and she turned off our TV show? Oh, good <laughs> job. Yeah. And I keep telling her. <laughs> a new episode started and I was like, yeah, we could probably watch one more. And she said, Daddy, where's the remote? And I'm like, why? Usually you're hiding the remote from me because I'm the one trying to turn it off and tell you it's bedtime. She turned it off and put herself to bed. There you go. And that's what I wanted to learn is you yeah. feel better. You need to know yourself. And I'm not doing these things to be mean. I'm helping you learn how to self-regulate and how to understand what makes your body feel good. Because it makes a huge difference. Do you want me to rant about anything else? I'm doing a <laughs> juice cleanse next Ugh. week. You are. Yes, I'm really scared. So you're Don't be crap your pants. <laughs> It's bound to happen. I was warned that it. You need to listen to Rachel Hollis talk about when she crapped her pants in her kitchen. Oh, dear. At least it was her kitchen. Just all of a sudden, she's standing there. <laughs> I yep. heard, so I have a uh, coworker who has done juicing stuff for just on and off now and again. She does a three-day cleanse and says she feels great afterwards and just feels like her body's kind of reset and... And then she bought a juicer and she's doing them all herself. And so I'm always hearing about all the stuff. And she brought one in and I tried it. And I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Like, I could do this. And then I'm like, Ugh. let me do this with you next time. And so she's all excited that I'm doing the juice thing with her next week. But You're going to have we'll a rumbly tummy. Yeah, you, good luck. Don't go running. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seriously concerned for you. Yeah, if y'all see me out running next week, steer clear. <laughs> <laughs> if he's running funny, you know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I've had twice on my runs where so, I've almost. Oh, do you remember how when we used to run with your dad? Jessica, yeah, and you had to poop every time. One mile in. One mile in. Every time without fail. So you would have to take off poo. to the porta potty. We finally just started like planning it, so I yeah. knew that in a you mile would take there was off a bathroom a little bit ahead of us huh. to make it to the porta potty. Yeah. Don't want to carry around all that extra weight. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. 
So speaking of embarrassing moments, like I had a, so Jessica brought up something that could have was pretty embarrassing for you a little bit. Oh, well, please Um, share. Yeah. Now that we have that. What was it? Disclaimer. Somehow you got a cord wrapped around. (laughs) (laughs) This is like Jessica's favorite thing I've ever done was my headphones. I was listening to my headphones back before they were Bluetooth. And you Which, had your phone in your pocket. By the way, I'm back to those headphones because I have lost all of my Bluetooth headphones. I think I've really? five pairs, lost them all. <laughs> so if anyone has seen my headphones, please return them. <laughs> <laughs> so I am back to just regular $9 plug-in headphones. But I was listening to my music and I went to pee and at some point in the process, <laughs> what happened, Jessica? I just You went to put them back on. And somehow oh, and they I, got wrapped around your man bits. And so when I <laughs> my man bits, my sweets, my nephew, when we were camping recently, referred to his his balls as his sweets. <laughs> Something about he got he got hit in the sweets. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I pulled on my headphones to put them around my ear, and it tugged real hard <laughs> on his testes. Be careful, y'all. So. Funny. Be careful. I just remember laughing so hard about that when you yeah, told you me. Yeah, you laughed real hard. <laughs> I think you, dying. I think you cried about it. So, you so, so Jessica hard. told me this last week, and I was like, "How does that even what? happen?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what brought this up last week? Know. I don't know. There was some embarrassing moment that happened last week, and I don't remember what it was. And then, <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I think we were talking about cords at the same time. And yeah. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so one time when Steve was out selling home security oh, systems. Oh, that, that I was working. <laughs> he's standing on the corner. You were out on the sidewalk. That's the oh, thing. Oh, I was out of the bathroom at yes, this point? Yes, you were out of the bathroom. Oh. That's why it was Pants so were, like zipped up funny. and buttoned up. Yes, and, oh. you had like somehow gotten them stuck and didn't realize they were stuck in your pants. And then you go to put them in your headphones outside on the street and they were wrapped around your okay, testes. Okay, that is funnier now. <laughs> I thought it was just like as I was doing my pants up. No. no you don't remember like, this? full oh, on. You would like had them in your pocket. <laughs> and then when you left, you were going to get them back in. And then, oh, so funny. The visual of it just kills me every time. <laughs> Careful, everyone. It's a dangerous world. (laughs) It's a dangerous world. Bluetooth headphones. (laughs) All right. It's time to be done. On that note. On On that that note. note. (laughs) Hope you got a good laugh. (laughs) Until next week. Hey, everyone. For the takeaway this week, we just wanted to really let you guys know that it is so important to love yourselves. We change. Our bodies change. Things change. And so we got to learn to love ourselves in a new way, no matter what phase of life. And don't let anybody tell you where you should be at or what you should be doing. You pay attention to what feels right for you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go share it on social media. Take a screenshot, tag husband-in-law. And if you have a question, go to Apple Podcasts and put a rating and review and write the question in the review. We will be sure to answer it for you. 